what is your why? You know, when you watch these stories, these backdrops of these great professional athletes or any storyline where you see somebody doing a significant thing in life, they have this why. You know what I mean? Some people, it's for their mother because their mother didn't have what they felt they should have or they watched their mom work 19 jobs. A lot of jobs in a serious note. Work, work these hard, strenuous jobs. And for some people, the motivation was who people said they wouldn't be and what they couldn't be. And for some, you know, they just aspired to make a difference or do great things. And they had a reason behind that, though, because of what they seen around them. They were they felt they could make an impact, you know. Um, what is your why? And when you come into Christ, it's an interesting thing because as God begins to clean you up, you know, and begins to work on your heart, you know, because it says, blessed are the prayer and heart, for we shall see God. I believe is in fact implying, not just from an eternal standpoint, but from a right now standpoint, you know, that if our heart is pure and everything we do, we can see God. So as we move forward in this life, allowing God to clean up our heart, you know, um, show us our heart and change our heart and mold our heart and to ultimately begin to have a heart like him, you begin to understand your why might not always be a good thing, right? Like what motivated you, uh, the lack of or a negative situation, it might get you so far, but it's a place in Christ where, you know, ultimately he doesn't even want people to motivate you. He don't want what uh, this person is not doing to motivate you or what that person, I guess, in fact, is doing to motivate you. I mean, those things are fine, but he tries to put you in a place where that's no longer your foundation. You know, like a lot of people find themselves motivated by people and we say we don't. It sounds good, but, you know, the clothes we wear um, are, in fact, deemed uh, cute or attractive based on the people we are around who we are in fact trying to impress the things we say or don't say um, like for me to be a preacher I would have to at times it'd be it'd be a challenge for me to uh, uh, not base what I do on the applause of people and we think because a lot of times people applaud us or give us affirmations of positive words or encouraging words that that's our why must be intact but that is not always the case and i saying it's not the case for some situations but it's not always the case it's a place in christ where if you come up in lack or in defensive mode or in grind mode so to speak or if you didn't have these things and you use certain things to motivate you like um what people said about you it motivated you and fueled you to move forward. It's a place in Christ where he no longer wants that to fuel you. He no longer wants people to be your reason, your motive, or your inspiration. He solely wants him, that's it, to motivate you, to, to, to drive you, to be your driving force. He doesn't want you to look for the applause of men. He wants to look you to look for his applause of you. For him to say, no, I'm pleased with you. And now I say these things, but it's interesting. You got to put yourself in a position to be able to see God and hear God, and 
know Jesus Christ is with you every day in this manner. And what comes with that? Easy. It's love. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just more understanding of people. You're more in tune with people. You're more sacrificial towards people. You have no problem giving up yourself for people. And it's not like you're doing it for people or for their applause, but you're so in tune with Christ and walking with Christ that you don't even really realize you're doing these things. You know what I mean? So when they say we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we say these things, but it's, it's true. God is using situations and people and things to, in fact, uh, move our life in the direction he wants it to move. It's just, it's just the truth. And so it's like, you know, your why has to be Jesus. So your why, from a worldly standpoint, it'll get you so far and you can use it for so long. And some people try to run back to it when you get so far out there on that water. You don't like your new whys because you begin to feel things that Christ would feel. And you begin to see things God would see. It makes you cry out to God in a different way. It makes you ultimately different in a different way that you don't even understand what's going on, to be honest. And so you'll get so far out there, you got to trust Christ. <laughs> But yeah, your why. Think about it. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? Like, really? Like, you can say you do what you do for your kids or for this or for that. But what if I told you game changer is not even for you, for your family, but for Christ? That's your Lord. Our ultimate goal is to give up our life completely to God and follow Jesus, make him Lord of our lives. It's not about people. It's not about these things, it's not about possessions, it's not about this earth, it's not about this world. It's putting ourselves in God's hands every day and literally letting him lead us. And that just basically means when you spend time with God in his word that you apply that to your daily life and that you just ask God for your daily bread, you know, and you don't go past the next day because the assignment God has up for you the next day it's more than enough. It's no point in worrying about what's to come. Because you're walking by faith. And he tells us that's for our daily bread, you know. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. But, uh, you know, our wise. What's your why? <laughs> I love you.